0: Welcome to the Cinema Draft Podcast, presented by DraftStream, a discussion show about movies, gaming, and the unexpected cultural detours that color our life. Please enjoy your stay and enjoy the show. It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the great Cinema Draft and Draftstream Games, where daily fancy sports meets the movies. It is my pleasure, it is my honor to introduce to the Cinema Draft audience one of the most worldly women I know, someone who has lived in locales as exotic in Singapore, London, (laughs) Dubai, now decamping from the Pacific Northwest. It is my old high school castmate it's Kia
1: Davis. Hi, Eduardo. Thanks for having me. Thanks for well, having me. I've been looking forward to this for a while. So. Oh, oh, well, all right. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. I, glad
0: I finally woke up and got you on here. Whoa. Well, tonight's Andy Cohen inspired Watch What Happens Lifestyle drinking game word will be world. Every time you hear one of us say this word, take a sip of what you're sipping tonight's pod will end up covering our favorite movies featuring some of the world's <laughs> finest locations. All right. So, Kia, yeah, I ask everyone who comes in the pod, especially our first-timers, the world is a viral dumpster fire led by a, a super spreader. <laughs> Things <laughs> are going so bad. I'm desperate for some good news. Tell me something good, Kia.
1: Uh, good news. Well, I mean, if I'm allowed to sort of give good personal news, um, the yeah. the silver the silver lining, you know, to to the ash coming off of the the flaming dumpster fire is that with all those quarantining, it's been a really great time for me to spend time with family. I just moved back to Seattle to to be closer to family, so. It's been really great, actually, to just kind of catch up on Netflix, um, you know, guilt free um, and and really kind of get stuck into that kind of stuff. So I haven't it it hasn't been a problem for me to be really um, low key. I don't know if that really counts as news, really, because when you turn on the actual news, it's just more flaming dumpster fire. But if you can click off of that, I mean, I guess the one good thing would be that thank goodness we have Netflix during this pandemic, because otherwise, you know, what would we do?
0: it would be like going back to the 1950s i don't know how they spent their time i really don't yes yeah
1: exactly exactly So
0: that is something good that is something good spending time with family for those of you who like your families can't say i'm I'm terrible except for my media family uh but yeah that that is something good so so we'll take that okay welcome to the show with no segues all right so my this next segment is what
1: we're watching
0: (laughs) All right, and I shall share my screen to show you one of the things I'm watching. It's an old reliable, it's an old favorite. I am keeping pace roughly in time with the down the whole podcast. It is, or way down the whole podcast, sorry. It is The Wire. I am currently in season four. This is widely acknowledged. I mean, no, it's a fact, damn it. Widely acknowledged as the best show of all time. And it's close. The Wire, Breaking Bad, 1A, 1B, whatever, but I mean, it is my favorite show by hands down. I'm currently season 4, the babies, the kids. And and it's still early. I'm I'm thinking I just finished episode 403. So, before, you know, the kids really are forced to grow up fast, but it is probably, I mean, you know, it is the best show on television in in my lifetime at least. It's awesome. Are you familiar with The Wire, Kia?
1: Okay, so can I um, oh, say I something I like this is <laughs> quite a bit controversial, but first I want to be super clear. The Wire is a really good show. I'm never going to fight you on that one. One of the things I love about it is it gave us like some amazing actors, It Idris Elba at the top of that list, of course, right? Um, and it was the breakout role for a number of other actors as well. So I'll always love it for that. But... I have to come clean about something else. You know, I have a lot of family from Baltimore. I spent quite a bit oh. of time there. Um, you know, I own property there. It does not make the city look good at all. As someone who was abroad when The Wire was big and in its heyday, it, mm. was, it was not fun to be black abroad when The Wire was in. I had, a, I had really? an Irish friend tell me that she and her boyfriend would watch The Wire and then, and I quote, practice talking jive. So, oh. Oh. <laughs> so was my reality. and when I told people that you know my dad was in Baltimore, they would freak out, right, so they really thought that he was either you know selling drugs on the corner or kind of like hold up trying to avoid those guys, so. That's my that's my sort of let's call it sort of a, a personal and political reservation on the show, but it really is a fantastic show. It's extremely well written, um, and the other thing that I'll say is the writers have, or the the showrunners, the creators, have been really great about using it as a mechanism for social justice and to advocate for fairer sentencing and better um, you know and uh, better sentencing and law enforcement procedures. So I think that that's really good as well.
0: This is true. David Simon, fire Twitter follow. <laughs> and and very uh loquacious, may I say he likes making up or or extending words into some very unnatural uh rhythms, but he's quite an entertaining Twitter follow. So yeah, so so yeah, great show the wire. That is one thing I'm watching. The other thing I'm watching, oh boy, this thing, this thing is oh, incredible. It's the good lord bird. Are you familiar with the good lord bird, Kia?
1: not i got to be honest i hadn't heard of it until um you know until we started talking about about me being on the podcast and you know um i, I was uh, yeah i haven't seen it so please tell me no, all about it,
0: it it just came out uh, at least yeah. the first episode came out on showtime they put it up on the app i think saturday night as showtime want to do with their sunday night shows and i i got around to watching sunday night and well, first of all, first things first. I ran by the draft. Mom's like, "Hey, you want to, you know, follow the show with me?" She's like, "No." And I, I remind her what it was about. John Brown, you know, seems like possibly you know, absurdist, you know, take of historical fiction, whatever. She's yeah. like, eh, "John Brown, slavery era. I'm out. I'm out." She and she didn't have the. I guess she's all out of black misery credits this year. That's fine. I oh, went in.
1: how I would. Yeah, that was maybe my reservation also.
0: And and that's what I call them too, black misery yeah. credit point. But so many I get in a year, and I'm yeah. very judicious with them. You know, I yeah. I and this has been an exhausting year, a totally exhausting year. I mean,
1: oh boy, I mean, I'm definitely running negative in that.
0: We we've had to power up. We had to get like like you know extended lives worth yeah, of black yeah, misery yeah, yeah. in such a year. Yeah. And but I'm you know I. This is my lane. I love historical fiction. Mm-hmm. I think, um, well, I, yeah, it's this taking place during, I guess, um, post Civil War South. The Reconstruction period is very rarely covered, so I'm always very curious about stuff that takes place in that time. And and it's got Ethan Hawke, who looks like from the trailer, he was on one, right? So I watched this show. Kia, let me tell you.
1: What? What? Tell me. Yeah,
0: let me tell you. Ethan Hawke, as they say,
1: yeah. is
0: going for it.
1: He is so
0: over <laughs> the top. He is so hair on fire, spittle flying, yeah. bible thumping, down yeah. quoting, bible quoting, verse quoting, just out of his fucking mind. It is beautiful to watch. I mean okay,
1: but, I mean, he's better though than Robert Pattinson as a preacher in uh, devil all the time, right?
0: You know what? Actually, I have not thanks for reminding me. That's on my list. I haven't seen that yet. That was in the what no, no, don't don't give me that <laughs> look. If you played the game every week like I play the game, you played a few weeks. I appreciate that. Keep playing, keep playing. You yeah. need the data. But yeah. if you play every week like I do, you yeah. find at least five things every week you need to watch. It is, I mean, this game has been great. The draft stream game has been great for movie discovery, for title discovery. But I don't, sure
1: that. That. I don't doubt that, I don't doubt that. I just would challenge the idea that there were so many more things at the top of the list. And I'm not even gonna say, we're gonna get back to this, right? Because this is important, but I'm um, the good it's, word for it. But no, I'm it's fine, say,
0: you do cultural cul-de-sacs right here, go for it.
1: <laughs> so all the time, it's not a must watch because it really is the best movie ever. Uh, and there are people who will tell you that. It is not. It is no. really not. Um, there are people who are Robert Pattinson fans. As you know, I'm really not the biggest Robert Pattinson fan. Um, uh, I was neither a fan of him or the other character that was his terrible accent. Um, <laughs> but it is kind of a movie that you just have to see. You just have to watch because you don't really know what it is. And because it's such an interesting commentary and an interesting way of doing film. Um, and, of course, it has some of these big names. So, And it's also like mark my words this it's a game changer for tom holland who was you know known as spider twerp right um initially (laughs) yes yes they really called him that um and (laughs) has played all these like you know really cutesy roles and frankly he's never been given enough to really chew on artistically and this is the film this is the movie um i'm not going to say you know, uh yeah, no, don't
0: don't tell me too much because I will watch no. it. I'll probably watch it this week. And i I look I love everyone who's in it. Riley Keough. she always yes. always does interesting work. Yep. I mean I, seen, I, I like the cast, even even this guy, Special Stan. see uh, new people bringing
1: it, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I mean I, I it I honestly just slipped my mind. I it is on my list. Yep. Right next to the Salisbury poisonings. That's the one I, I need to get up on, too. In okay. Tehran, I started watching Tehran uh, okay. also. That's what I've been watching, too, Tehran. Um, okay. To start that, that's been very exciting, thrilling. You know, a lot of subtitles, though. But yeah, so I don't know, the Good Lord Bird is, is wild. It's crazy. Okay. Not nary a black misery credit need to be spent. Now, uh, course, I was going to ask big,
1: how much I needed to have in the bank. To no, pay. no. I mean, okay. of
0: course, it's Reconstruction. Okay. You've got white people yep. just indulging their nigger fantasies and stuff. But outside of that, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, the fact that he plays John Brown, now this is a highly fictionalized version of John Brown. Who knows how the guy actually was back in the time per se, but he right. played, and it's based off of a novel, you know, so this is, you know, they basically took John Brown, made him, made a real character, fictional character. They basically fictionalized to the point where he is just, a, he is driven by the holy fires, yeah. the holy fires, of freedom and emancipation and abolishing the stain on human civilization that is slavery. He is all about that abolition life and not in a white savior way either. Because this guy, I mean, it's not like he's like, I must be, you know, a missionary to save these poor degraded children. No, it's not even on that shit. It's just literally something insane from within him. And it is fascinating to watch Ethan Hawke just uncourt, just let loose uh, i mean, Ethan, I, like I, mean right. I don't know if Ethan hawk has a style per se of acting but yeah. he's always kind of struck me as more of a not even i mean he he has range per se but he's not like the first person you think he's not the first one you think when he's like flying off the handle He's usually kind of like the straight guys were the, rep- the internally repressed guy like what was it? yeah first? yeah.
1: he's always determined
0: yeah determined yeah. The repressed yeah. And 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 kind of in kind of inslur. Oh no! Yeah, first reform. That's a great example. You know, uh, a tortured priest type guy. Oh okay. no no no! Good Lord Bird, he is on one, and it is a joy to see. Uh, it features a lot of absurdist Bible humor, which I'm all about because you know I'm not religious like that. Uh, it's violent in in a, in a not quite torture porny way, but still kind of okay. shocking. And just his singular commitment fer- to the fervent abolition of slavery by any means necessary. I I think I referred to him in my little Bransky Slack group. Shout out Bransky Slackers. That it's like it's seeing like it's I mean as as much possible. It's like seeing a white Malcolm X to an extent. Okay. He's singularly <laughs> focused on abolishing the institution of slavery in yeah, yeah, yeah. any means necessary. It's, it's joy to see. Good Lord, okay. Bird. Give it give it a check, check it, it out.
1: That's really all you had to say. I think that me've done it for me. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. So what are you watching, Kia?
1: So what am I watching? Okay, so first thing you're going to understand is, um, you know, I kind of go back and forth between, you know, extremes in terms of, like, some of the heavier, like, harder stuff. And then and then I have to sort of detox with some of the light stuff, right? Um, so I know I was, like, late to the game. People have been talking about it for years now. But I just discovered the Great British Baking Show. I did. Oh, okay. I really did. And yes, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a bunch of British people in a tent for 10 weeks in May, and they're just making cakes and cookies and desserts and pastries. And it is something that, until you've seen it, you don't understand what the appeal is, right? It's like any other competition show. Um, It's a bunch of amateurs, they're judges, they're hosts, whatever. But there is something of magic in this show and the way that they pull it off and the charm that it has and the watchability it has the suspense of a horror show they start crying you start crying it's a damn cake right like that's it and yeah so 80? like for real oh yes oh it's so <laughs> emotional yes yes man and uh, so I just discovered it. Funny enough, um, this is how I heard about. It. I was listening to a podcast of Harvard Business School professors, believe it or not, <laughs> and one of them recommended it.
0: <laughs> and what for what? Just and to like, watch. Like
1: yeah, just to watch. Okay. Just, you know, they kind of do this segment at the end of their podcast talking about things that they like, and one of them was like, you know, the Great British Bake Off, and the other ones were like, you know, what are you talking about? See this yeah.
0: show would just annoy me right now because I'm off dairy and sugar, so I'm like I, I can't watch this. I can't watch this.
1: And I think maybe at least we on my
0: birthday, we go wild for a week, though. We go wild for a week. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, um, most of the stuff, ninety percent of the stuff that they make, I don't, I don't really eat. I'm not really like a cake or sugar. Like I'm not, you know, I don't really love gluten. Oh my goodness, I remember that episode.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, you saw a pastry and you're like, I remember that episode? No,
1: I do remember that. I, I absolutely do remember that. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yep. Uh
0: well, well we don't we don't watch Shame around here, so you know, <laughs> indulge, indulge. I just couldn't, be me. Just couldn't be me. Yes,
1: I remember that episode too. When you've seen them it's like, you know, it's like revisiting old friends. So there's just something so pure and uplifting and enthralling about the show. Again, I don't know what it is. The sum is more than the um, the whole is more than the sum of its parts. But yeah, that's what I that's what I recommend. If you need that soul detox. This is your show this is your okay. show and on Netflix, I think they've got six seasons and I think they're drip feeding us with the last one because they're actually releasing it weekly, I believe uh, um, and because of course it's a British you know it's a British property and then came by way of PBS and then um and then that was on Netflix so um yeah, so definitely definitely check it out um so that's what I watch okay to cleanse my soul of all the other stuff that I really love. <laughs> So in the evenings, I have to watch something like super dark. So at the moment, what's got my attention-
0: Why do you have to watch something super dark in the
1: evenings? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that's when my like serial killer tendency is really start to kind of bubble to the surface. And so thank goodness. I've got television and series to, you know, to, to satisfy them because, you know. Are, you, are we else breaking
0: else? news here, Kia? Are there some, some bodies you want to claim out there?
1: <laughs> my, my theory is that actually everyone has serial killer tendencies. I'm not, I mean, these sh- all these shows would not exist if I were the only one watching it. Everyone who ever, like, loves. We horror, all have a Dexter
0: inside us, huh? <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. So thank goodness we have a healthy outlet for it. Um, at the moment, it's Ripper Street, if you know this one. Oh, so I've heard of it. One of the uh, things I acquired on my 15 years of being outside of the U.S. was a, a distinct taste for British murder shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alone in this. So this one, the-
0: <laughs> Are you sure? No, I'm just kidding.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: so your whole continent behind you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Uh, The premise of the show is that it's like very late 19th century London right after Jack the Ripper has stopped uh, killing people. Um, so you know they don't know who he is. Jack the Ripper, of course, was never really caught, and et etc. Um, so and it takes place in the police station in Whitechapel, which was the area that Jack the Ripper terrorized, as they're kind of trying to to rebuild. And so the characters are—it's just like a you know police procedural um, in any other in um, any other way, but it's really just about kind of like you know 1890s London and you know all of the dirt and the muck and the corruption and you know the prostitutes and the gangs and all of that that's happening against the backdrop of of you know jack the ripper so there's something um oh, i just saw that episode today Skip. uh there's something really great about it um it's very watchable for for what it is so it's a nice one but yeah you know be warned it is very gritty very violent um i hope you can stand the sight of blood because there's a lot of it well, I can not
0: and I can assure you this show is not for me, but for all of you <laughs> out there who are in, or into tapping into your inner serial killer. This come Pia Davis and Doors.
1: <laughs> so, that's if correct. you if you want one that's bloodless and I know it's on the cards, so I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know, but Criminal UK season 2 is another oh. fantastic one this one wow, wow 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 and the the format is so incredibly simple this show is so delicious i had to ration it over a week you cannot binge it there's only four episodes in S- season two um each one is an absolute gem in its own right the acting is incredible the writing is amazing you're seeing actors that you thought you knew but you're seeing them in a very different context i'll get to, to one in a second the premise, of course, is super simple. It's just the that bit of law and order where they interrogate the criminal to try to get them to break down and confess. That's the whole show. So every episode is a new setup. And it um, takes
0: place just inside an interrogation room, the entire thing?
1: Pretty much. Yeah. It's like a play, okay. The inter- <laughs> the, yeah, exactly, yeah, very similar. So really it's, and the, the intro graphic is really interesting because it kind of turns from white to red. Because what you're seeing is the interrogation room itself, but also behind the 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 two way mirror uh, Mm of them sort of talking and strategizing. Right. So you see them kind of uh, first of all, you see things like when they get evidence, when they change their strategy, when they negotiate, when they argue with each other about the attack. And then you see what's actually happening with the um, the person being interrogated. Um, The other thing that's really clever is that it just opens with the person um, talking and answering questions, right? So, okay. as as a viewer, you don't actually know what's going on. You don't, so part of it is just like, okay, what's you know, what's the crime? What's the allegation? What's meant to have happened? Oh, so it's
0: race. I mean, you have no idea what's going on, and they you throw you in there.
1: No idea. You have no idea. And that one that you've got your, um, you know, that's on your screen now is <laughs> like one of the best, and it is terrifying. I couldn't look at Big Bang Theory the same after this. He <laughs> is so. <laughs> Oh, he's actor, huh? oh, <laughs> my gosh. He is such he plays such an incredibly creepy bone tingling, like spine chilling um character that is just I, he will make your skin crawl. And again and he is will-
0: English. Okay. I, I didn't know didn't know if he was American or English. I couldn't I couldn't
1: I didn't yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, he's excellent and yeah, no, it's going to ruin Big Bang for you. It really will. Um, but all of the stories, David Tennant, I in there, um, Kit, uh, from, uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. King
0: yeah. of the North, baby. That's right.
1: Awesome. Yeah. No,
0: I mean, no, this is a very attractive cast. I love everyone in it. I've, yeah. I've admired all their, their works and I actually do like Big Bang Theory. People like to turn their nose up at it, but I love Big Bang yeah, Theory.
1: It's that's really good.
0: It's yeah. It's all great. and I. I'm not sure why I'm resisting this show, but yeah. I will say this based yeah. off of your recommendation alone, I'm probably going to check out this new season, at least, at least one of them, because, because one thing I have, I mean, although I have not traveled the world, mm-hmm. I have myself become a big Big fan of what I like to call the Britficient model. They come in six episodes, in and out, and each like episode it, it may be an hour, maybe an hour and a half, maybe an hour. Yeah. And four. They don't care. It's like we have a very set story. I don't have the BBC game enough money to do like you know more of a story. Be like we're doing it in six episodes, in and out, and we'll make you feel all the feels and make yeah. you clamor for more. And so I'm a big fan of of a lot of these you know British dramas. And one of my favorite ones of the last several years was Line of Duty. I had no idea about it until literally until this year. And I caught, I caught up in a hurry. I I watched all five seasons. It Um, was gripping saying that a major feature of that show every season, there's at least, there's usually a series of of interrogations. And so, Thematically, I look at this and like, uh, I, do I really want to sit and watch a play on TV? But then the other part of me is like, well, you watch Line of Duty, and they're always doing like like a forty minute interrogation. That shit's compelling yeah. as hell. So I'm gonna have to yep. check it out. I'm adding it to to my little list. Definitely. Right.
1: I mean, you know, there's the uh, you know the expression that restraint adds creativity, right? And and right. think about what really strong, really powerful, talented writers can do when they're restrained to you know five or six characters in two rooms, and, and that's it, right? And if all your talent has to be on the page, imagine how strong the writing is. Um, so think of it from that perspective. There aren't gonna be any car chases or explosions or whatnot, but there is just excellent, excellent storytelling.
0: Um, nah, you're, right. storytelling. you're
1: right, <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well, you're right. Trust it. You couldn't trust any set of writers with this, you really couldn't, but um, the ones that they have are, are it's, it's fantastic.
0: Who's, who's behind this, is this, is this uh, Mercurio?
1: Jed no. Mercurio or
0: oh, no, Jim no. Field Smith and George K. Not familiar with their
1: work. Okay. Yeah, um, they do have. I looked them up some time ago. They do have a bit of a history, but um, uh, you know they don't really have the big names that you would maybe see somewhere else.
0: I wrote on Killing Eve, though. It's impressive. Uh, yeah. so Criminal is his franchise, apparently. Spain, yeah. Germany, France, UK. Yeah. <laughs> Just ride that pony out. Boy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. Well. We are going to keep it moving to the next segment. Our main topic tonight is top five globe globe-trotting movies. What are the rules you may ask for those new to the podcast? Oh, there there she goes. She's clutching. up. Is that, is that excitement or is that nervousness?
1: Is Did that, you say five or 50? Like five, getting five. this down. It be movies, can it be TV? There's just too much out there. It's like you're forcing me to choose between my children, like which ones to throw off the side of the ship. Like this is unfair. But if you're forcing me to pick five, I will. Well,
0: well, the I'll great part it. about choosing only five is that, as you are a more worldly person than I, you'll have more to choose from, and chances oh, that there'll yeah. be duplication will be probably few and far between. But as I, was, as I was about to explain, for those yeah. who are new to the program, the rules are like thus. You name a movie that uses fabulous locations from at least more than one continent, we alternate yeah. picks. Once someone takes, picks a movie, that movie is out of play. And as always, our guests go first, ladies go first, my castmate from The Crucible. And, and what was the other one? The, you were in the musical comedy murders of 1940, weren't you? Of course. Of course, Eduardo. Oh, of course, that's right. Kendall of Corn, that's right. Uh, so my fellow castmates shall go first. So what is okay. your first film, Yeah,
1: Davis? Well, I'm just relocated after spending eight years in Dubai, so I gotta go with a film that factors Dubai. And it's gonna be a shout out to my tenure there because this film debuted and premiered in Dubai the week that I got to Dubai. So I gotta give it to Mission Impossible, uh, Rogue Nation. Sorry, Ghost Protocol. Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Protocol. Yeah, Ghost there you. Protocol. That's the one. Sorry, um, Mission Impossible. So this is the one where, like a lot of other Mission Impossible, they're sort of you know globe hopping. But the notable scene in in Mission in this one is Tom Cruise jumping out of the um, the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world.
0: Yeah, baby. Have you been there? Have you been like uh, to the top and all that good stuff?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I actually went, what did I go for? I had to do, I was doing a photo shoot for somebody. I was helping out a friend who was doing a photo shoot for the restaurant in the Armani Hotel which is in the Burj Khalifa. So we got free food and we got to go to the top for free because myself and this <laughs> this African this this black Canadian girl who lives in Italy was visiting that week and I was like, "Hey, do you want to come to the top of the Burj Khalifa?" And surprise surprise, she said yes. <laughs> of
0: course, you know. How long is that, how long is that elevator ride?
1: Oh, it's long, but the thing is it's two. So uh, like, Oh, yeah, so yeah. I mean,
0: halfway and crossover get up to another one.
1: There's one for the hotel, so you gotta go up. So if you live there, you gotta go up 40 floors. There's an elevator lobby on the 40th floor where if you're (laughs) a visitor, someone will escort you to make sure you get on the proper elevator. And then you go up. I mean, and the security in this place is insane. I had to, I was there for a party. We had to give our names in advance my ID and got checked against the guest list like five separate times. Five separate times, and it was a busy day, so I actually had to wait 20 minutes for an elevator at one point. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want to live there, but of course, the views <laughs> are gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And no, you cannot jump out of a um, jump out of there, and it's not where the movie suggests it is. And sandstorms don't look like that in real life. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. yeah, that's a great movie. Um, so so that that you have. Uh, Dubai. What's the other? What's the other continent they truck?
1: They're eat? in Mumbai.
0: Mumbai, yep. right? Yeah,
1: okay. yeah. Yep. Um, and that's where Paula Patton goes to seduce the the Indian businessman. Right. Uh, it started own- off in London, did
0: not it? Uh, her boyfriend getting murdered outside Parliament or something. Right?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it kind of opens in London. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then it pretty much finishes up in in Russia, where they have to sneak into the Kremlin.
0: Yeah. Oh, this this one. I mean, yeah. I think this might have been the first one. This was the first Christopher McQuarrie one, right? This is the one that really set like yet another new direction for this franchise because this yeah. is the first time Christopher McQuarrie got behind the camera, and you could feel like just a surge of energy yeah. in in the franchise. I mean, in a franchise that was known for doing ridiculous shit, I mean, you had John Woo with like ballet, you know, motorbikes and shit. In the second, I mean, you know, you've you've had some really incredible stuff in the series, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it felt like the whole different, propulsive, even more, slightly more cohesive energy when McQuarrie got behind the camera and really made this thing like hum. I, I really enjoyed it. You introduced Jeremy Renner's as Brant. You had Paul Patton's character. You had, yeah. I guess, like at the very end, you know, spoiler, whatever, it's been out for years. Um, the whole little allusion to the, to the continued universe of it with, you know, Michelle Monahan's uh, character being alive in yeah. Seattle, which was, of course is Vancouver. <sighs>
1: Okay. Yeah. It'll yeah
0: you know, so that this was this one really kind of set up like the whole new direction and now I think we're getting like what another two or three more of these by yeah. commitment. So I'm very excited about this whole directions franchise. Excellent pick.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that I just realized with the with the last one is that Mission Impossible the franchise is over 20 years old. Can you believe that? Mm, 96,
0: you're right? 96. I think was the first one, right? 90, yeah. yeah right? 96.
1: So yeah. So what are we at now? 24? That,
0: that means we're old. That means we're old, which is fine. Yeah. We yeah. wear well. <laughs> yeah, well. it well. We wear it. That's Black it. Black go <laughs> crack, Drink the <wreath of> water, <laughs> <and> my
1: children.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so well inspired by you. This wasn't even on my mm-hmm. list, but inspired by you, I'm gonna take you know its uh, spiritual cousin off the most recent yeah. one, which was Fallout, Mission Impossible. Okay. Fallout. Yeah. And this yeah. one, I mean. I'm sorry. It honestly could have and should have been nominated for an Oscar. It was probably the best action movie I saw in
1: 2018.
0: Okay. It. Have you seen? You've seen it, right?
1: I have not seen it, but feel free to spoil it. I I was in the. I remember being in the theater, and there was an option of seeing it or something else, and I clearly didn't um, choose it, and I should have just run back because now, of course, I miss movie theaters terribly. But no, I haven't seen it yet.
0: It. Is fantastic. This this wow, is actually wow. Tom Cruise doing his own stunts like a crazy man. He actually he actually, I think, um, I don't I don't think he broke it, but he sprained his ankle on this, whatever, but gets up and starts running, and you know, they had to shut down production for a minute because he was hurting himself doing stupid shit as a he's not a senior citizen yet, but he's 55. The man's not he's getting, there. He's getting there, but he is this is what I love about Tom Cruise and his movies. Yeah. All he wants to do is entertain you. Yeah, yeah. He is he's out be, I mean. He, he, I mean, you need to learn how to fly a helicopter. He learns, learns how to fly a helicopter. He learns how to ride a motorbike. He learns how to ride a motorbike. He just does what it takes. Actually, honestly, we're at the point now. He's inventing crazy shit to yeah. add to amp up into his movies because he yeah. want. He just wants to do stuff that you haven't seen before. And yeah. it's really this movie. I mean, it, t- it does take us everywhere. So. I can't remember where it starts, but we definitely cover Paris. They do, oh my God, they do a halo skydive drop at night into Paris. It is fucking phenomenal. Uh, You get Henry Cavill in here with a CIA agent who's just, you know, I mean, uh, you've seen the trailer, right? The the, the scene from the bathroom where, you know, he's like, (laughs) he gets in the gold boxes. I mean, all that stuff is, is very, very cool. You go to Paris. You go to uh, to Af- what's well, supposed to be Afghanistan, I think they shot that out like honestly in like uh, uh, Canada somewhere, but you know, Afghanistan, the, the, the wilds are there. You go to uh, yeah, Paris, this is great. Angela Bass, yeah. Slay Queen, Slay, oh, <sighs> great shot. Such a great oh.
1: Uh, oh. So.
0: uh, you miss Paris, you miss Paris, yeah. Is this, uh, My My yeah this is, I mean, I mean, you know, the wardrobe, er- everything's top notch. This, this thing does look like 100 million bucks, which probably actually it was probably wow. close to 200 million bucks. The stunts are crazy. Yeah, this is him. This is Cruz on the side of a mountain in what's supposed to be, you know, Afghanistan or whatever. It's and they and it's typical mission possible. It's globe trotting around the world. Just yeah. you know, you know, continent to continent, continent. You got a drink. Ah, you
1: got a drink. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, where's your drink?
1: Huh? I know. Party, damn it. <laughs> I know. I, I put it down, down the room. I'll get it.
0: No, you don't have to be sober for this. Go ahead. Tip one back. You know, you're living the life right now. Uh but yeah, so it's just I mean, you know, and then this is the on, on the, the banks of the, the, the Thames, I believe there's a whole uh thing in London also. So this is just it's just a really, really, really fun uh series that definitely gives you your money's worth. Splash up on the big screen whenever we're able to go nice. see one of those again. Yes.
1: Uh, so good,
0: so good. All right, so what's your next film, Kia?
1: So I would say my next one um, it has gotta be one of my favorite films in the entire world because I am really cheesy, but Ocean's 12.
0: Oh, excellent. The what, best what question. A pick. What a great pick. Now- Backstory, real quick on Ocean Twelve. That's actually two scripts that smushed together, and did it with style, with style. And I really, I really appreciate it. kind of like you can almost feel like the two different tonalities between like the whole the the art thief guy, and then yeah. the and then yeah. versus like the traditional heist type people. So I really yeah. enjoyed that movie. Tell us what you like about Ocean Twelve and the so- location. Covers.
1: I mean everything. The movie is so slick and sexy and well written. And I mean, um, yes, you know, Soderbergh at his best. Um, I really like him as a um, you know as a filmmaker. But uh, but this is definitely like one of my all time favorites. They brought in Catherine Zeta Jones. Yes. Great. Oh
0: God, I love I love her so passionately. I love her.
1: Julia so cool. Roberts playing a version of herself. So. Hilarious! Bruce Willis parodying himself. Oh my goodness! This movie is 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 so clever and so cute and so funny. And then the cinematography of it is great. It's like a two hour, um, you know, infomer- like, infomercial for the European tourist board. Right? You've got Amsterdam, African- the yeah.
0: European travelogue, Lake Como, yeah. Italy, yeah. uh, uh, go? the French Riviera. I think. Yeah.
1: yeah it is so, it is so beautiful. And just really some of the best actors that, um, you know, top of their field, right? So um, I gotta give it to that. I mean, I've seen this movie so million, so many times, I'll see it a million more times. Um, <laughs> Damon and Clooney kind of just, you know, playing off of one each other. It's great, it's really great. So, so I would say that's, <laughs> just looking at the stills is making me laugh. Yeah. It's, it's so well done. So yeah, and, and the breakout film for Vincent Cassell, really, too, yes. right? Yeah, for
0: American audiences. I mean, he was already pretty famous in France, but yeah, for us, this is kind of like our first real big exposure to him. And yeah, he's, he's, he's a smooth guy, very smooth. Yeah, very
1: yeah literally, his uh, capoeira, I'm baby. sure he had a body a double, of course, but the capoeira segment. Um, yeah, with the late
0: and stuff, yeah, that was cool. Oh
1: So great, the music and everything Everything was wonderful in this movie, it's just kind of a Rusty cool. Ryan,
0: always eating something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just so I think Brad Pitt gained thirty pounds shooting this movie. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's a great film. I heartily endorse that as well. And I'm going to take uh, a really obvious one off the board real okay. quick, in case it's somehow in your list, your voluminous list of fifty down to five. I'm doing Eat, Pray, Love. It's not the greatest movie, but it's a great travelogue of a movie. I mean, you have you know Julia Roberts is basically you know globe trotting around the world.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh trying to you know get her mojo back you have her in india yeah, yeah. you know getting get touch with spirituality you have her in in blue thailand right yeah. uh, uh, I think, so did
1: you go India, bali
0: bali bali yeah, yeah look yeah. at these countries include australia canada germany india japan wow. united kingdom wow. united states I mean, an article's feeling left out, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, I mean, she yeah. really got her travel on. And this I mean, this actually smacks with, like uh I, I heard that Adam Sandler now only wants to do well, he gets paid super money from Netflix. Basically do movies where he gets to just travel to go to a fun place with his friends. That's why he picks his movies now. Oh I'll, murder mystery? Yeah, I want to go spend some time on a yacht in the in the Mediterranean. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go there and yeah. do that.
1: <laughs> Just go with it in Hawaii, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, that's
0: why he picks his movies now. Now, and oh, by the how way did
1: he get stuck in New York's boring old New York City with uncut gems, huh?
0: I, yeah, obviously he's looking for a change of pace. He had, yeah, he had an Oscar pang. I don't know, did quite oh, work out really? for him. But yeah, but you pray, love, you know, get your, you know, the oh, the yeah. the the white girl version of how Stella got her groove back around the world, you know. Very good to see if you want to see the lot of different places,
1: yeah, it's true. And actually, that movie has done tremendous things for the places portrayed in that movie. I mean, really? probably blew up after really? that movie, blew. Uh, it's now this huge, um, like, uh, digital nomad center. You get a lot of people just coming through, doing the Julia Roberts tour. They're having a look. They're relocating.
0: <laughs> Julia Roberts tour.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have friends that have, you know, relocated to Bali. I know loads of people in the tech space who've, you know, who've done it. And I think a lot of that popularity owes itself to this movie.
0: Um, have you been to Bali? I'm gonna start asking you that this oh, afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course you have. Yes. Okay.
1: I'm I'm
0: living your best life. Don't mind me. Just over here, slaving away, trying to make a dream come true someday so we can travel like Kia Davis.
1: Do it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, I have been to Bali, but I went before before this movie came out, frankly. And I mean, it was nice. It's still nice, but it wasn't the place to go until after this movie. Um, I'll also say I was in Naples about Four or five years ago and the pizza place that she goes to in the movie where they have that thing about like oh life is too short you know eat the pizza yeah um, yeah that's
0: right yeah
1: that place has her photo on the wall <laughs> of course they do line <laughs> out the door and maybe it was like that before i have no idea but um they have really leaned into the the fame of this yeah but it yeah. is a great right movie, and of course, that's just product um, placement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, All right, so, so
0: that, that's my film. What's your third film, Kia?
1: So my third film, and let me just ask a few questions about the rules. Does it have to be one that you recommend, or just one that exists? Do what you feel. Okay. I, I, mean, oh. I just
0: did, "Pray Love," and like I said, it's not yeah. the greatest movie, but it's an amazing travel vlog. of
1: thing. Yeah, it's got of thing. Um, I'm gonna pick *Sex and the City* too, not because oh. I like it. The movie is not good. If you were a *Sex and the City* addict like I was, it's worth watching just because you can't, you know, you can't be without knowing what the, these girls are up to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it does have sort of the requisite, like the four women who are um, sort of mysteriously wealthy in New York City and, you know, talking about their lives and relationships. And if you like big, you know, he's in this and Samantha <laughs> is outrageous.
0: Yep.
1: all of this. Um, it is not a good film, but the um, the locales and stuff that it Abu shows. Abu Dhabi, right? Abu Dhabi, which I don't think was shot in Abu Dhabi because it does not make them look Good at all?
0: <laughs> okay. You never got approval, huh? <laughs> no,
1: no. And they actually do do a lot of film financing, actually. So they have a they um, absolutely yeah, film, film nation, it.
0: right? Isn't that uh, image nation? Image Nation, thank you.
1: Image Nation, yeah, yeah. So they're doing a lot of um, film financing and funding and sort of, um, you know, getting different productions out. Um, but this this movie is, is what you see is Abu Dhabi has nothing to do with Abu Dhabi. Um, the UAE as a whole, of which you know Abu Dhabi is one city, is very open, very cosmopolitan, and it made it look like this backwoods place. So at one point, she's sort of surrounded by locals who are screaming at her and slut shaming her. That doesn't happen. Um, both Dubai and Abu Dhabi are some of the wildest places i've
0: ever been to so well yeah. two, two quick questions i mean as a cultural cul-de-sac and aside, besides since you you know used to live in dubai and can give us you know a yeah. you know, woman on the ground uh intel yeah. two questions i had about this two misconceptions i'm sure several americans or maybe this, just this dumb american has about yeah. uh yeah. uae so are you allowed to drink alcohol there <laughs> yes
1: everyone there is an alcoholic not yes. everyone
0: is it, is it like publicly frowned upon and you like like done in like species, or is it just like everyone just drinks and it's fine?
1: Let me tell you. So I lived in Dubai for eight years and it is a party town. It is a party town. People are out there getting it in on a daily basis. No, they really are. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they have the energy because like I was really on the salsa scene and, you know, you would turn up to um, a salsa place at like 11 and it's kind of quiet and then at 12.31, people will start to show up. And you're like, you start talking to people and you're like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm a teacher. I have school in five hours. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh. the so, place is wild, wild.
0: So drinking, wild. drinking's
1: uh,
0: allowed. OK, that's 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 one Drink thing. Is I was,
1: very allowed.
0: Like, yeah. Yes. All yes. right, now now what now other thing I heard about is it, Public displays of affection are frowned upon right you like, can't be like holding yeah. hands and stuff like that with women you know okay
1: got it. holding hands is, is fine nobody's really gonna care but you're not gonna want to stick your tongue down someone's throat in front of a uh-huh. public.
0: <laughs> okay fair enough and then also do you have to have your head covered at all times as a woman outside
1: no 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 almost never the only times when you would have to is if you're going into a mosque okay like, And even that is not going to happen that often because very few mosques are open to non-Muslims. Now, obviously, I say this as a Western woman, there are different um, social rules, let's say, if you're a citizen. So there's a lot that's really expected of them in terms of like, you know, decorum. Right. Um, So I know that like um, the Emirati women would be expected to wear that, you know, in public a lot more. Um, mostly just to kind of identify, you know, themselves as being locals and to, um, you know, to project a certain image of the culture, but as a Western women, they do not, they do not expect you to wear it ever, ever, ever. Um, and in fact, and actually I'd like to address this because while we're on the topic of, you know, movies in Abu Dhabi. So as you may know or notice, but like black celebrities absolutely love the UAE. They love Abu Dhabi. They love it. They love it. They love it. I understand why. So, is it because they
0: love us back, or is just that? Yes,
1: they love us back. Yes, yes, yeah, man. I remember going to a comedy thing, and there was this brother from Brooklyn who had this great joke that he said that black people um, love it there, and white people hate it there because they treat us the same.
0: When <laughs> equality feels like a blessing. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's a utopia, but it's just so easy to live there. It is so easy to live there. And it's funny because even as a celebrity, um, like I said, particularly the black celebrities. So we used to really laugh at Tyrese when he um, came <laughs> over for the for the um, Fast and Furious. I forget mm-hmm. which one it was that was shot in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. I mean, next thing you know, there he is in a condora, which is the robe and he's talking about, you know, he's basically like trying to go native as much as possible. Oh and it is gosh. hilarious, hilarious. And then when he would fly back into the country to hang out, he would like show up in a condor and it's like, dude, it's not that serious. They don't expect it. And it's actually kind of weirdly confusing, but, um, but, you know, do you, do you, but you know, Will Smith loved it. Um, Idris Elba comes through there periodically. Trevor Noah used to um, used to come there and perform, and all of these guys would pro- I, where I lived was they had a couple of performance venues. So a lot of these guys would be performing, and um, you know, in the in the outdoor you know beach club kind of near me. So I'd look out the window, I'd be like, oh, is it is it it just tonight? Oh, okay, the DJ doesn't would do like the you know New Year's Eve and everything. So uh, so where are we we go in Kia. So right it's always oh, been over. on my bucket list anyway. Oh, yeah. They have such
0: incredible like. Uh, inventive architecture, you know, just dropping some, yeah. some some sand islands and making look the palms, but you know I mean, they don't care. Oh, oh, we're gonna have an indoor ski slope in 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? You know, I mean, they don't, they don't care. They're building a hyperloop now. I mean, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, we need an infrastructure program here in the United States. Why can't we get our hyperloop? What the hell? I, know. So, I mean, I know. They, they, I mean, well, I get it. It's a kingdom. You can just kind of ram through stuff. You know, no public discussion. You know, you know, yeah. Seattle is very famous for meetings for meetings for meetings but yeah. yeah they're they're the anti-seattle they just you want hyperloop exactly. from abu dhabi to dubai fine it, let's yeah. do it it'll be I feel done. In, in, in two years so whatever the
1: let's shake talk. snaps his fingers uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah i gotta tell you it's you know i'm i'm pro-democracy but it, uh, Autocracy. That model, <laughs> that's, that's a strong consider <laughs> let me tell you things get done things get done mm-hmm. all right
0: well i'll steer us out of the out of the cultural cul-de-sac back <laughs> onto Texas city but yeah that's 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 actually a great um that's that's a great catch i did not think of that on my list and you're absolutely right i i enjoyed seeing abu dhabi because you know I, I mean especially 2010 i mean very much was newish to my bucket list i was still kind of learning about this stuff it was very very new to me i was very excited to see you know you know, uh, half two thirds of the movie set in in the desert. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah,
1: yep, yep,
0: yep, cool. yep. All right. Well, well, you mentioned one that was on my list, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and cross it off. Of course, it's Fast and the Furious Seven, uh-huh. uh, and well, and uh-huh. a hallmark of the Fast and Furious movies is that they just go everywhere now. And first of all, it's fun. Second of all, it's smart because they really do try to get. A global collective for an audience, and, and as they've gone ever more ridiculous and ever more globetrotting, they've right. they've ex- increased their exposure to ever more cultures, and it's just yeah. smart. I mean, was th- this one? I think this starts off is this uh, okay? This is in California desert, fine. Starts off in the U.S. No, actually, I'm not sure if it starts off in the U.S., but it's in the U.S. at one point. I believe they, was this the one where they where they had him in Cuba? No, that was Fast Eight. That was Fast Eight. Never mind. Um, they're all sort of kind of blurred together for me they really but it does cool. dominican allegedly um where they drop off paul walker's character r.i.p paul walker so you got dominican covered there you have you know was that dubai or abu dhabi i always get them confused i'm sorry abu
1: dhabi so this one was abu dhabi
0: where, where, he, where he jumped the 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 car between the, the yeah are, are you a fan of, do you watch the fast and the furious movies here?
1: i'm gonna be honest with you. I, I do now. Yes, I didn't for the longest time. <laughs>
0: I do. I thought you were gonna lie to me. No. Okay. No, I, no. You know, awesome. I,
1: I. fought <laughs> it for a long time, and then I kind of discovered it about a year ago because they had some marathon on TV, and they had like you know six of them in a row, and I sat there and I was like, "This is the best thing ever." <laughs> Let
0: me tell. <laughs> no. Now, why did you fight it? Because it seemed anti-intellectual. I mean, you just look like dumb cars and jocks.
1: No, it's just. I mean, what's 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 the PC way of of saying yes? um <laughs> it's, it's such a you know it's such a it's such a like a, a testosterone fueled franchise which is great right but i, mean, I I'm not <laughs> that into cars um i know I'll, i mean although that said like it hit me recently like that also means like the eye candy is like off the charts so oh, gosh,
0: yes you've been missing out you've been depriving yourself unnecessarily yeah. fear.
1: <laughs> like why no home in your, room,
0: in your
1: <laughs> room so it never seemed particularly like story driven and it and it isn't but there's something about it that I picked up on this time of like you know doing the binge watching which is that this is gonna sound really weird um, I don't know that much about like the creators of the franchise other than um, Jason Bloom because that's a whole interesting story but okay. <laughs> um but it's very like it's almost like a like a giant Sunday school parable with cars, right?
0: Okay, this is weird. I thought you were gonna go into the ever-present theme of family They just beat us over the head with the last four or five episodes yeah. or, uh, uh, installments. But tell me about how it's a Sunday school parable, please. This it's,
1: is it's this massive Sunday school parable about doing the right thing. And yeah, they're always like it's family, it's for the family. You know, it's number one family. Yeah, so they push that like to death, right? Um, but when you kind of start to peel back the layers, you realize it's like, you know, for those of us who went to Sunday school, um, it's a lot of kind of doing the right thing and um, sticking up for what you believe and like saying sorry when you're wrong and being kind and like, your
0: words. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's really, and like, yeah, that sounds really cheesy. But once I figured that out, I was like, oh my goodness, Sunday school would have been a lot easier if that's what, you know, if that's what this was all about. It's, and it's one like moral dilemma after the other and forgiveness, forgiveness is a huge thing, right? Huh. Forgiveness, 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 um, and being true to yourself and all of this. So yes. Okay. So it's a very adult after school special, right? Okay. Fair. <laughs> But there is something about it that's just incredibly sweet. And and I think that that is an element that's missing from a lot of these, like, you know, muscle car type of movies um, is that um, that sort of like humanitarian aspect and also just how much it really celebrates male friendship. Right. So you do. Yes. I, yes, you do sort of see this other places, but here they they really take it to another level. So I actually did enjoy it for that.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Well, I know. I know. You no, it's true.
0: Well, I'm I'm just glad to have you in the fast family. I mean, these God. things will go on forever indefinitely.
1: The Rumor really has
0: the next one is, is going to space. I'm here for okay. it. So of course it
1: is.
0: Well, I mean of I mean I'm is. not sure if well I'm not, you, I'm not sure if he meant nine, but definitely ten or eleven, they're going to space. It's, okay. it's happening. So I mean I mean once you once you're you know airdropping cars out of you know C-140s and stuff, I mean, yeah. you know, where else can you go but further up, you know? So yeah, they just keep wow. talking to themselves, I love it. And in the process, they take us around the globe. So that's yeah. my third film. What's your fourth film, Kia David?
1: So my fourth film um, is going to be um, one of my favorite films ever. Rom-com, I guess, very sweet, um, The Last Holiday. Oh, okay. The Last Holiday, Queen Latifah. And um, it's kind of you know it's been out there for a while, but oh
0: no! No 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 no! I'm funny I'm funny. I'm there it is. Oh, last holiday. Okay. Last
1: holiday. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, do, um, do
0: tell because I I yeah. either suffered in silence through this one or I walked out. I can't remember
1: which. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no this movie it is so sweet, but I also like really like it for personal reasons. So. Um, uh, it's, which are the um the the culinary ones honestly okay. i mean it's, it's pretty simple <laughs> there's her interact what,
0: what, what's the premise of this again for those who haven't seen this so the
1: premise is queen latifah is this kind of you know lower middle class um woman living in oh i forget where but some city in the u.s and um she's always on a diet and trying to lose weight and but she loves cooking so she makes these amazing meals and then takes a photo of them and then gives them away so this is before instagram and so (laughs) (laughs) and there are places that she wants to go but she never has the time and she you know there's foods that she wants to eat but she doesn't want to spend the calories and all this and then she's diagnosed with a terminal disease and she's like screw it so she goes to the bank she withdraws everything she has she takes off to europe to basically blow it all in a weekend. And at this point, you know, like I, my mom's in the next room, so I can't swear, but she's she's all out of Fs, right?
0: <laughs> she's all out of Fs, all right.
1: <laughs> she's all out of Fs. She, she couldn't give an F what anyone thinks about her, um, what she's there to do, whatever. She's there to enjoy herself, have a good time. And it's it's really kind of, I think, almost like a, a, a metaphor for just like maturity, especially, you know, as women, we spend a lot of time, worrying about what we think other people want us to do or what we should do or what we should look like or 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 waiting for the right moment or the right person that's Mm. the other thing like yes ll is in there and yes technically it's a romantic comedy but this movie is about her it's about her finding her right and along the way just being this magnetic force to people who are you know really powerful whatever cuz they're like oh there's one scene where they're like literally like who is that woman over there like you know yeah. she's amazing she just you know she's just doing her thing she let so, her soul glow <laughs> <laughs> glass, glass. call back to uh, last
0: podcast <laughs>
1: So yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's very sweet. It's a it's a really sweet movie. Like when you're feeling down, especially like if you're a woman, like this is the movie to remind yourself of like how fierce you are. It's it's really good. It's really Aww. good.
0: Well, for that, yeah. I love it for you. That is excellent. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. That's Thank excellent. You. yeah. Uh my fourth film is going to be The Thomas Crown Affair. <sighs>
1: oh that's <is> an <laughs> sexy movie
0: if <laughs> all you could see your eyes right there that was prices i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to find i'm trying to make sure I, I use that as a still as the instagram and facebook still your eyes oh yeah Comic crown yes yeah crown affair
1: yeah
0: obviously the pierce Brosnan one this thing i mean so stylish and 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 lovely and honestly there isn't a ton of Globetrotter. He does the, the second continent in play is when he takes her off to a weekend in, like, I guess the Bahamas or something like that, okay. Central America, whatever. So, but I mean, it, it, but otherwise, he just he lives a really lavish life, and I just like the style of it all. Yeah. And everywhere he goes, just super deluxe. I mean, just yeah. very, you know, just very, you know, jaunty. I mean, he's. Parasailing, yeah, no, no yeah, sailing, sailing, yeah, yeah. I sailing, sailing. Yeah, I mean, this was very sexy, and I think they're in Jamaica yeah. or somewhere in the Caribbean. Just uh, very uh, hot, very, very yeah. hot. Renee Russo in oh, yeah. that dress,
1: man, oh, and dress.
0: that know. sheer dress, boy, oh, yeah. boy. Renee Russo, you, you can still get it, yeah. And I mean, this whole thing with the airplane, the weird—I have mean, never seen uh, like, I, I, I guess, a non-engine airplane thing before. Yeah. That was weird, but very cool. I mean. Very sexy, very hot, and there is, and you know, very stylish, and they do John off to the Bahamas, and for some reason, when I thought of globe trotting movies, this one sprung up to mind. Even though they spend the bulk of it in New York, he's a a billionaire art thief. All right, whatever. (laughs) But like, yeah, like this, this image right here, the just this image on her face, this pure
1: contentment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not
0: comes from yes, being showered in wealth and luxury, whatever, but being with. Someone you are falling for and just having spent an entirely wonderful, unexpected time. Yes. I, I mean, secretly, I think all men who are into women want to put that type of smile on a woman's face someday. Absolutely. Like, oh, it's, it's
1: and every woman wants to have it. Absolutely. Yep. Just
0: bliss. Just bliss. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, Tom is yes. kind That's, yeah.
1: Good, good pick. Oh, man, those are two actors really, like, at their finest. And that's the thing. That's when we could have, like, smoldering sex on screen, you know, and, like, um, it's all just about sort of you know art thieves and jewel thieves and whatever and oh god it was yeah it's
0: a good. The, an- the anticipation was yeah yeah I mean you knew they were gonna hook up but it's like mm-hmm. even though she's hunting him she's an insurance investigator trying to trying to you know essentially investigate him as the art thief and he's like I'm gonna keep leaving you a little breadcrumbs I'm not gonna let you yeah. know but I'm I'm gonna tease you or mm-hmm. as uh, as our boy uh, Matthew McConaughey would say in uh, Magic Mike you gotta tease him. <laughs> You know, I, gotta te- I mean, he was teasing the hell, and in coordination, teasing the audience as well. It was just, uh oh, the cat and yeah. mouse. Just the I need to, I need to rewatch that soon. I love that movie. I miss that movie. I I'll, actually I own that movie. What am I talking about? I own
1: that okay, movie. Please, you you can watch
0: it. Yeah, that was yep. kind of fair. All right, uh, so what is your final theme?
1: Final theme? one is. Know your the- darlings, <laughs> Little Avant Garde, uh, Oakja. Bong Joon-ho.
0: Wow. I never would have come across that one. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I I have to say, I really didn't know that much about him. Parasite was the first of his films that I saw. Um, I was head over heels for Parasite, and I walked out of there going, Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Yeah. Same here. Uh, same here. Yeah. And so that's when I was kind of introduced into the the universe of um, uh, uh, of Ho. So, in uh, in Okja is a very unusual one. The premise is very strange, so don't let that put you off because that doesn't really adequately describe kind of where the movie goes and what it's about, right? Because he's he's really great at this kind of sleight of hand with just thematically and like genre wise, like what a movie is about. But still, I'll tell you so. It's um the, it's kind of in the future, let's say, and um there's this um sort of lab or or whatnot that wants to create sort of the ultimate pig. And so um they kind of have these uh, create these like pig. Um, Raise these like young pigs and then the idea is to send the prototype of this super pig which is really oversized kind of you know um, around the world I think there's five different sites and um, and there's one in in South Korea which is where most of the story um, takes place and basically there are these let's call them foster farmers who are who are raising this pig and along the way there's this little girl who really de- de, um, develops a bond with the pig, whose name is Okja. And the terms of the agreement is you raise the pig, and then there's kind of a competition to see which pig is the best pig of all the ones around the world. And then it gets um, taken um, to, I think it's New York City, I believe, um, for the big kind of you know unveiling so, or whatever yeah. year. Um, for the award and whatnot, and of course, this is you know for commercial reasons. So the the pig, the idea is to find the the ideal <clears throat> um, sort of genetic composition of a pig for slaughter, right? For 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 pig farming and slaughter. So there are a lot of themes around. Um, you know, raising animals for meat. Um, There are a lot of themes around globalization. There are a lot of themes around um, uh, genetically modified uh, organisms. So in in this case, it's, you know, animals and livestock rather than seeds. There's a lot of stuff around sort of like the corporate influence on our behavior, Um, conversations around the food supply, conversations around East versus West. There are so many like layers of things in there. It is for the most part in Jack Jake Gyllenhaal and Tillis linden as you see, are the, both kind of play these larger-than-life characters. Um, the movie is like dark and sad and sweet and compelling. Um, it will like just reach in and grab your heart and then yank it out. You will not be able to sort of stop watching it. Um, you have even just like I'm like twitching even just like seeing stills from this scene because the suspense is is absolutely insane on this. So it's definitely um, oh, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Uh it's yeah, it's a great one. It's really uh it's really a great one.
0: Now you are right in that it is dark and it is weird and yeah, I yeah. caught almost none of what you saw in it. I watched <laughs> it when it came out on Netflix. It, it was yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was mission for Netflix or whatever. I yeah. think that Friday came out uh-huh. <clears throat> and I watched it at night and yeah. it was it was so weird it was creeping <laughs> out. I tapped out with at least half an hour left to go. I'm not surprised I've that far. Yeah.
1: I, I tapped out. I you gotta go back and watch the last half hour. Promise me. You cannot leave that unresolved. Are you kidding?
0: I would have to re-watch the whole thing. I kind of No, you don't
1: have mind. to. You I, don't have to rewatch the whole I thing.
0: I put it mostly out of my mind. I just thought it was so we I thought it was so weird. And it no is? one explained. <laughs> Hey, look, we already added two more movies in this thing that I was expecting to watch this week anyways, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just didn't get it, and it wasn't okay. for me. That creeped me out, and J- Jake Gyllenhaal, I mean, he's—he's he's when it comes to Netflix movies, he's a nut. He just does whatever. Right? I mean, he's he's he a really nut. He definitely goes Yeah. For yeah it.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, so, but I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and it, you're right, it does have a globalization aspect to it, which satisfies the requirements for yep. two different continents. Yep. Yep. Okay, and so my last movie fairly obvious one, now that I think about it, and I'm trying to... Well, yeah, I guess I'll go with the original, but honestly, the second one was probably even more Globetrottery, to an extent, is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. I mean... Good point. All you millennials, you know, yep. sorry, but this one's for us. <laughs> and this is a great movie for a lot of reasons. The classic Harrison Ford, peak Harrison Ford, blah blah blah. But this definitely I mean, you want to talk about globe trotting. They literally had a map and they would show like a little plane with a little drawn line, super yeah. old school style. You see the the plane crossing mm-hmm. these different continents, and right. you see you know, little you know, Fade in the background, little different terrain change stuff. It was yeah, so yeah. cool. Yeah, I never, yeah. I mean, especially in 81, 82, we were kids. We never see anything like that. It was very cool, very kind of old school. I mean, and and the the the, the globe is trotted. I mean, I think we start <laughs> off in. Oh, gosh! So we, we start off in the jungles of South America, okay. you know, and then and we, we're trying to steal an, an Incan idol. Then he ends yeah. up going over back to you know Massachusetts where he's a where he's a professor. Then he jumps to Cairo, Egypt. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's three continents right there. And yeah. then it ends up yeah. like in the South Pacific, you know, with Nazism. It was just wild. Yeah. I mean, four continents, and we're talking 1980. Yeah. 19, they shot this in 1980, yeah. came out in 81. So this yeah. is. Very, very unusual to have such a big globe trottery, bud, globetrottery, globe trottery. Yes, it's word now. Globetrottery <laughs> Bud. Yeah, it's word now. Yeah. We, yeah I'm in English Greece, but it's fine. And then yeah, it's just—I mean, very big, sweeping in scope. Definitely, you know, I mean, Spielberg was already on the mark, definitely, you know, yeah. the 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 dream team of Lucas, who had who had like the original story by script, and Spielberg just like directing the hell out of this. I mean, yeah. it's really yeah. it turned into a franchise you could be proud of, really, really proud of. Um, and, and the second one, I mean, I was going to mention the second one because it starts off in Shanghai, which is great, and it ends up in India. And I guess it kind of stays in India after that. <laughs> but so, <laughs> this really is the more. Chattering of the two, but I just love this whole series, whole franchise. Well, not Crystal Skull, Crystal Skull was garbage, but uh, but this is really the one with Shia LaBeouf. That one's garbage.
1: really bad, shockingly bad. Oh, I thought um, you were gonna crank me
0: up and really- say, We're gonna end this shit right now. <laughs> no,
1: no, like whenever I see a movie like that that has like really big because it was like, was it Kate Blanchett? Um, Shia LaBeouf,
0: Shia LaBeouf. I, I, mean, I think she was in there maybe
1: yeah because she played the the what was it the german woman with the awful axe yes. Oh, yes 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 i whenever i see that like some super famous celebrity in a terrible movie i'm always like did they owe someone a favor are they trying to like write out their contract like what has happened did they lose a bet like what's going on <laughs> god awful god awful. Yeah. but yeah. of the Arts are a, a classic an absolute classic
0: Yes, that seems like a perfect one to end with, of course, can't stop, won't stop, no time for segues. We are moving on to our next segment. And actually, for those who are listening at home, we're going to take a pause for the cause to let you all know about the DraftStream game, how it's played, and how you get involved. So we'll be back right after this. Movie theaters are on hiatus. But we here at Cinema Draft are not. Stream is the streaming content version of the Cinema Draft game you know and love. Just like with Cinema Draft, you have a $100,000 salary cap for a 10-actor call sheet. No more, no less. But in this one, you have to have at least one of three types of actors for your 10-actor call sheet. Headliner, Co-Star, and Day Player. Scoring is based on a weighted average of Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic scores plus audience and user scores. Headliners get a 40% bonus while co-stars receive a 20% bonus over day player points. There's a weekly minimum $50 prize pool shared by the top 2 non-cinema draft employee call sheets. Or you can go low. Cinema Draft offers a minimum lowball bonus to the lowest-scoring call sheet of the week. To qualify, your call sheet must spend at least $75,000 of your budget, use at least one actor from three separate titles in the talent pool, and, of course, roster at least one headliner, co-star, and day player to your 10-actor call sheet. The game runs from Thursday evening to Monday afternoon with daily updates on Saturday and Sunday before final scoring after Monday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Currently, we are alpha testing DraftStream in a rudimentary spreadsheet-based format while we work on adapting it for digital play. Tweaks happen almost weekly due to player feedback. We really need the data, so please help us out and play the game. A link to the most current talent pool is included in the podcast description. Please review the rules tab and submit your call sheet by Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thanks again for your help and good luck. And we're back. All right, so last week's quarantine movie of the week was Harlem Nights. And actually, let me start sharing my cream before I forget.
1: Like I, classic I, movie, fantastic! Uh,
0: thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, I, honestly, I think it, it was kind of derided in its time, but I think over the years, people really do have a lot of affection and goodwill for that movie.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
0: And as Ife said, I mean, like Eddie Murphy really was just was into making sure we all look fantastic yeah. at all times. So yeah. Harlem, yeah, there it is, Harlem Nice. You know, I gotta catch you. So. <laughs> I just swallow orange juice in the in in, in, in the bottle. I just swallow. Okay. I just swallow. That's right. I,
1: got I ain't coming home no more.
0: That's, you know, sunshine. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, so so our our quarantine movie of the week this week will be Extraction. Are you familiar with the with the movie Extraction, Kia?
1: I don't know. We might have to fight a little bit, Eduardo. Uh oh. Um, I mean, I'll watch Chris wherever he goes, whatever he does. Um, if I can figure out where he is, I mean that quite literally. But um, I, this was not my movie, and so you, you know, watch Netflix it. Watch in way shoved it down my throat the way that they do. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't, I couldn't get into it.
0: Yes, Kia's Kia's ongoing war of UI continues with Netflix <laughs> and its algorithm. She's not a fan of their. Set up, sheet.
1: A, <laughs> I put up with it, but no, I'm not a fan. It needs work as far as I'm concerned.
0: Well, I truly enjoyed Extraction, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. To me, I, I'm an action junkie. I yeah. would preface a lot of my movie reviews back in the aughts that I am partial to action flicks and, and things of that nature. But this, I mean, this is just like adrenaline pure adrenaline. Like, once you get over a so you know, slightly slowish start, like maybe first 10 15 minutes, you see him sitting at the bottom of some lake meditating like a weirdo then then it really just goes into you know high gear doesn't stop doesn't take a breath it's awesome yeah. a lot of action a lot of fights you know a lot of one, that big oneer which you're very proud of the you know the continuous shot
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: like that look that. like a continuous shot where you know, non-stop action i love all that shit and basically the plot such that that there is one is a mercenary which is you know Tyler Rake aka Chris Hemsworth is employed to rescue the kidnapped son of a crime lord from on um, from the mean streets of Dhaka, Bangladesh. There's the kid, yeah. So rich kid, thrown out of his element, bodies flying everywhere, so you can see why he's pained. So I enjoyed it immensely. Not one, I mean, you're not gonna, you know, write a dissertation about why this thing works or doesn't work in your case, but it's fun. So give me your tweet length review at our Twitter account, at Play Cinema Draft. We'll be looking forward to it. All right, so it is time for our draft stream update. Last week, we had our very first three spot box out, what I like to call the Gamble 24X7, the G24 box out. He took all three top spots in very grand fashion, totaled $85, mostly on the strength of. Nick Johnson is dead and some combination of good morning, Veronica, a very, very flexy performance by the all time cinema draft money leader. And now only I believe $15 behind Jay bird for the all time draft stream money chase. So keep it up guys. And also for those of you who were keeping up with, uh, with us through the weekend, we had a very nice uh, draft stream special starring Jaybird bird himself. We had Jay on camera discussing a little bit of the strategy behind the game, what he does, his process, and how we know each other back in our days. Oh, my goodness, almost a decade now ago in uh, poker school. So that's a nice fun one that I'm going to probably uh, re-up separately on the streaming channel. You know, Look forward to that some point uh, later on this week. Brown Baby, our mascot, did not do so well this week. <laughs> and Henner YYZ took the $15 lowball mostly on the strength of 2067, a truly shit looking sci-fi movie okay. that has not been favored among audiences or critics alike. <laughs> Poor guys. So that was last week. This week, we got 25 new ones. Will you be joining us this week, Kia?
1: Yes, actually, I think so. Um, you know, the weeks that I skip are just ones where I don't have the time to really do my research, but I'm going to get back in the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, Well, we love, I mean, you know, it would do us a big solid, you know, being our treasured guest this week, our featured guest this week on the podcast. We love to see you in here, mixing it up, and and like I said, doing your research. I I, yep. I I love that energy. Bring that energy. I mean, some people just throw darts at the board; it doesn't Absolutely work out for good. them. They wonder why. But we actually have data. I'm here
1: to win, now. man. I'm here to win. So yeah, my girl, it's cute. my girl. I love it.
0: <laughs> so this week we've got some interesting ones. You know, you I think actually might be undervalued. Uh you know, uh it seems like people like the more heartwarming of the the documentaries. We put uh Def U and its largely star of Unknown Gayudet university students, Shana Cla- Clearbrook, Daquan Taylor, eleven thousand each. Now DeMarco, the producer behind it all at ninety six hundred. Our top salary of the week goes to one day at a time. Are you familiar with the show, Kia?
1: I am. I didn't get into it as, as much as other people clearly did, but I like that it exists. I'm you know,
0: I, I'm, it. I feel the same way. I I watched the pilot, had a laugh track, yeah. felt yeah. a little clunky. I yeah. love, you know, hell, I'm I'm Latinx also, you know, let's get more of okay, here. But, but, right. but yeah. yeah, didn't quite do it for me. So, but I love I love that it exists. I love that there's a fervent you know fandom behind it. That's helped yeah. it. Yeah. Escape cancellation, I think, three times.
1: Exactly. So. Yeah. I resurrected it from the dead. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So so good for them. But this one, you know, the cake is baked. People love the show. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's gonna be very much deviation from its uh fr- from its score. So you're probably looking at starting out at like 112, 115. I mean, maximum score in this game is one thirty. Is so you know 18,800 feels appropriate for its stars, Justina yeah. Machado and Rita Moreno. Yeah, a
1: national treasure.
0: Yeah, also and knowing you like I do, you've probably already taken a look at this uh, at, at the talent pool. Anything ju- jump out to you from this talent pool? In as so much as even even if not salary, but at least something you yeah. might want to watch.
1: Um so scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. So um the short answer is no, I haven't gotten a chance to look at this and none of these have really popped on my radar organically. Um, from last week, uh, Dick Johnson is Dead, yeah, that one was one that kind of bubbled up. Um, mm. The other ones no. I'm going to have to... Actually, have to you
0: might it. like it. Draft Mom watched Dick Johnson is Dead and she said it was... she For some reason, for some reason she didn't expect it to be as about much death as it was. Okay. It's a little bit dark for her, so you might yeah. like that. Okay. <laughs>
1: But <laughs> except when the deaths are real, then I get creeped out. So I can't watch Two Crime because um, okay. that's, that's too creepy. <laughs> but the serial killer stuff is perfect.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think Charm City King is going to do pretty well. Okay. Uh, it seems like it's already either release or made the festival circuit or something so i think this is actually gonna do fairly well it's gonna be well reviewed jada pickett smith is a producer behind it from her okay. hometown of baltimore maryland ba- baltimore in the house today
1: Ooh, I see, I see. So, so you
0: might want to check that out about yeah. you know uh street racing street okay. bike riding i guess so interesting okay. I, I like i like going to subcultures i know nothing about so
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: uh, faith-based is something i actually kind of want to see okay. i don't want to see it uh two when two friends realize all faith-based films make buckets of cash and there was that stretch in the aughts and the and the tens oh, yeah. kind of did yeah, uh,
1: yeah. i'm still friends- into them man because it's always like you know something really bad happens to somebody who's really good and then they gotta <laughs> like get the whole community together and whatever like the, the one about the girl who lost her arm while surfing oh, excellent. <laughs>
0: So that's right. So now we found their audience. It is Kia. Yeah,
1: it, yeah, weirdly. Yeah, really. oh
0: Salvation is rich. Great tagline. Yeah. So this, this looks, I might like, check this out. I mean, this, this looks like the the Tijuana Jackson Purpose Over Prison movie for me. Are you familiar with that movie, Tijuana oh Jackson?
1: God,
0: no. Yo, quick aside in our asides, but Tijuana yeah. Jackson was one. Came in under the radar, I didn't know much about it. Romney Malka knew about him, Regina Hall knew about knew about her, of course. Okay. Saw the trailer, looked like it was gonna be craptastic. It yeah. is legitimately, it was probably the funniest movie I've seen all year. Okay. So okay. good. So, I mean, it's a mockumentary of of a guy in prison who's yeah. a, a, a career recidivist, let's put it that way. Okay. Finally getting out of prison, He's yeah. going to go straight. He swears he's going to go yeah. straight this time because yeah. he's he's found his purpose, his purpose over prison right. as a motivational speaker. And it, all he all he dreams about doing is getting put on as a motivational speaker. Okay. And, and he's basically using a lot of prison logic towards normal everyday problems. <laughs> it's, so <funny. laughs> it's so funny. He's built his entire life around the system, which is sad, of course, and it's fucked up. And they talk about at the very end about how you know prison is really isn't anything to joke about. The system's All fucked right. up, whatever. I'm using this as satire to, to show the inequities in the system and how it, you know, it entraps, you know, black men disproportionately. So he does not does a disclaimer at the end, but even even throughout the satire of prison over purpose, purpose over prison, sorry, is just so clear with how he's using, you know, just hood rat slash prison logic problems to solve everyday issues. It's very, or, or, or solutions to solve everyday problems. It's very, very entertaining. I highly recommend it. A quick 90 something minutes. You will laugh your tail off. I swear. True. <laughs> uh, per- it's so good. So good. All right, Anyways, but uh back this week, Faith Base, I think could be a sleeper. I know I'm intrigued. Fear of the Walking Dead. I don't know, man. So this is going to be the, the the third week in a row. There's some sort of new Walking Dead Show out. I think fatigue might set in. I mean, you kind of want to say at twelve thousand two hundred, and this being season six, that the ratings are going to be what they are. But I don't know, man. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead: The World Beyond just came out last week's game, and it got savage. It actually made our uh, what did it do? Yeah, it made it made the the low ball seventy seventy point seven oh. Actually, isn't too bad. But the ratings for it were dismal. Huh? Dis- yeah. Uh, was a 38 and a 38 and a 48. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, people love The Walking Dead, so I'm not into zombies and stuff, but, you know. That that, that one seems like a toss-up to me yet, right now. And Hubie Halloween. I mean, critics are going to hate it. audience are going to love it. So, act accordingly. It's Adam Sandler I know.
1: It's Adam Sandler, so I already hate it. Yeah. Kidding.
0: Now, I will say this. Have you watched Murder Mystery? Of course, yeah.
1: I have. No no oh. I have I have
0: oh. What do you think of that one? I thought it was
1: cute. I liked it. I liked it. No, I did. I did. It was very respectable. But I also liked uh what is it? There you have it or whatever the one the other one he did with Jennifer Aniston. I credit Jennifer Aniston with making his movies watchable, frankly.
0: She I mean, she she, she is oddly in the, in the 90s and the odds, she was overrated to the point where she's underrated, and yeah. now people kind of love to kind of, you know, bag on her, and I don't know why, because she's excellent in the morning show. Okay. Did she win an Emmy for it? I think she deserved that. She I think she won an Emmy for it. She's excellent yeah. in the morning show, and now she's surprisingly underrated again. I mean, she's, yeah. I was surprised, I mean, she's kind of like, I guess, I mean, Rachel McAdams is a okay comp, but not fair because Rachel McAdams is great in everything she's in and and she never gets like underrated per se. But the way way Rachel McAdams always kind of goes for if you need her to To go up, she goes up. You need to go down, she goes down. You need to be one of the guys, one of the guys, you know, she just goes for it, right? Right. So I see a bit of that element more so in the latter part of her career in Anniston now than we did earlier on. Earlier on is all about the hair and the Rachel and all sort of stuff. And
1: she was always a very good comedic actress. Like, yes, she was pretty and they build her as like the pretty girl on Friends. Okay, fine. I mean, all three actresses were gorgeous. So it seemed a bit of an arbitrary thing, but fine. But Jennifer Aniston has great comedic timing, and her expressions are fantastic.
0: I'm actually making my way back to the Friends over. I haven't done like a not. I mean, it's like two hundred episodes. I mean, who really does? But I'm doing it. I'm like back half of season two, so I've already just like thirty something episodes. And you're right, a great comedic
1: timing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, so she's earned it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so that's our talent pool this week. Everybody, make sure you play. Make sure you get in your call sheets. The link is in the description profile. Or, or actually, I'm sorry, in the, the description for this episode. Click that link. Join the 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 game. We are ha- we once again have a hundred dollar prize pool eligible for our top three non-cinema draft employee uh call sheets. $50 for first, $25 for second, $10 for third, with a $15 low ball bonus. We have the rules all mapped out here for you on how to compete with both. You get up to three call sheets you can submit. Come get this free money. You're stuck at home. You're quarantining like a responsible adult. Why not? Come get this money, everybody.
1: <laughs> so good.
0: And we're gonna bring this in for a landing. Thanks so much, Kia Davis, for Thank coming you. on the pod. Thank Glad
1: you. to have you.
0: Yes. That, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. You are awesome. And you are, once again, warming your way back to my life. And I love it. So we're going to have you back again and again. You are excellent to talk. We love having you. This is the time where we ask our guests to plug something that they want to plug. It can be yours. It can be someone else's. But this is your time to shine. Go ahead, Kia Davis. Plug your ish.
1: Yes, yeah so i mean honestly um what do i do i work with entrepreneurs um i help them find um find funding um, well, not all of us just kidding. <laughs> it's like we haven't had that uh, talk yet but anyway <laughs> um so and I'm, i am quite busy at the moment but actually this is going to be really weird but i just kind of want to say um, one of the things that you know has been on my mind a lot lately is the death of Lynn Shelton in May. Mm-hmm. So she was a filmmaker from the Seattle area. She yes. was one of the sort of Mumblecore crew. She was just this really brilliant um, talent and filmmaker, and she was also Mark Maron's girlfriend. If you follow that, then you know because he's been talking about that quite a bit. But I just think cinema really lost one of the greats um, and she just had tremendous potential but was already really accomplished. So um, I still am in sort of grieving her loss, frankly. So that's kind of the one thing, sorry to end it on a downer, but that's that's been one thing that's been on my mind a lot lately.
0: Oh, well, big ups to Lynn Shelton. We miss you I and I feel bad. I meant to watch Laggies and I never did. So I'm adding that to the list as well. Have you seen Laggies?
1: I have a Kieran Knightley. Kieran, like, I have kind of been Kieran Knightley, had like sort of like suspiciously too young friends. You know what I mean? Where you're hanging out and you're like, I'm the oldest one in here by a lot, and maybe <laughs> I have to look at myself. So I I, I could relate a little bit more than I really should be able to.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, so, uh, and if that's what that's about, then yes, I'm intrigued again. Let me write, you know, I'm just down, some laggies.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, allegedly set in Seattle. Did she film in Seattle, or did she go to Vancouver like everybody else?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I'd have to look. Come on, get
0: your, your sure. tax credits together. Come on.
1: I know, right? Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, well, that is going to do it for this episode of the Cinema Draft Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thank you all for playing. Make sure you get your call sheets into me by 6 p.m. Pacific Time Thursday. This Thursday. That's right. By the time you're watching this, that means tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We love it. We'll be back next week with another great Cinema Draft guest, another great top five, as always. I'm Eduardo. This is Draft Stream Cinema Draft. We'll see you next week. Where can you find Cinema Draft? We are on Twitter at Play Cinema Draft. Facebook. Cinema Draft, Instagram at play Cinema Draft. Medium at Cinema Draft. that is our corporate blog. We're even on Pinterest, Cinema Draft. Also subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcast from. And finally, please visit us at cinemadraft.co and sign up for an invite to the relaunch. We will always have games where you can sign up, play for free, and win real money. Cinema Draft is a registered mark of Cinema Draft LLC. Both the Cinema Draft game and the CD3D decentralized app token are for entertainment purposes only.